0: to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I have my good friend, newer friend as of 2022, Jasmine Womack on the show. Hey, Jasmine.
1: Hey, hey, Megan. Hey, everyone. Excited to be here.
0: I'm so excited to have you too. This has been like a long time coming. We were supposed to schedule this a while ago. It didn't get booked. And then we like reconnect and we're like, weren't we supposed to do a podcast interview a while ago? So we're making it happen.
1: Yeah, it was one of those. I looked at it and thought I responded and realized I didn't. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, let me go back. (laughs) I'm
0: so glad you did. I'm so glad you did. So Jasmine and I, just to kind of fill everybody in on how, how do we know each other? We met at a live event that we both attended. I believe it was in April of 2022, right?
1: Yes, it was in April.
0: Yeah, it was in April. Jasmine and I were, were in the same like business mastermind kind of growth container. And there was a live event that was part of it. And so we met there and hit it off. I actually think we started talking about faith. We were talking about our faith,
1: right? Yeah, I think, I think, I think it was like connected. over lunch or something, but we started yeah. talking about faith and... um You piqued my interest when you started talking about the things that you do and your background. And so we just kind of went from there.
0: Yeah. And we were both teachers, former teachers, former teachers. Yeah. Were you an English teacher? I was high school or middle school, middle school language arts teacher. Okay. For how long? 12 years. Okay. You taught longer than I did. I taught in the classroom for five for five years. Yeah high school and then I taught it, there was a little bit of overlap but I also taught online for North Carolina virtual public schools
1: oh okay I did both I did both how did you like that the virtual school teacher uh, te-
0: I loved it uh-huh. I loved it um I mean this was back in 2007 2008 maybe I think I started teaching online in 2008. Yeah. I'll tell you what I really loved about it. What I really loved about it, it was still connected to the state, right? Like all the kids who are in a virtual public school, they have to be enrolled in a regular public school as well. And it's still state funded. It's still funded, but the same way an in-person public school is. Right. However, the way they pay you is very different. You get paid per student. And so I was like, heck yeah, I'm teaching as many classes, shove as many kids as you can in my classes. And I would make like, (laughs) I would make, double i was making probably 50% more than i was making te- my teaching salary and so I when you it. added that together it was pretty awesome
1: right i bet like that would be amazing if they would pay t- just classroom teachers per student yeah you know like schools get funding per student and i i'm not sure about you know like where it is where you are but i know at least down here in georgia in certain in certain counties especially with the understaffing, they are cramming students in. Like, I remember when I was teaching back in, I stopped teaching in 2018, but I remember back in, in my, in the middle school I was at for like 10 years. Um, I had up to 40 or 45 kids in class at times. Oh my goodness. And I, yes. It was insane.
0: Well, you know, being a teacher, I think really sets you up very well to yeah. be a business owner and run a business model like the one that you run now. I mean, you're running, is your business model largely based on group group programs,
1: one to many? Absolutely. Yes. And I, and I agree with you. Um, I've told people before because I get asked often to do one-on-one and things like that. And I'm like, I've taught in groups <laughs> yeah. for over a decade. Like that's literally all I know. So, yeah. um, I I love the fact that you 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 said that teaching sets you up to be able to run a group program. I absolutely believe that.
0: Yeah. So you are a language arts teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will I, I definitely want you to share like what do you do now? Tell us a little bit about your business. And it is very connected to the work you were doing as a teacher, right? It
1: absolutely is. It's an extension of the work that I was doing as a language arts teacher. So right now I work with experts to help them bundle their brilliance into a best selling book, packaging their expertise, packaging what they know and what they've done so that they can ex- um. So they can expand expand their authority, um, write a best selling book about that, and then I help them to transform their book into an online course or coaching business. So um, I love what I do. <laughs> so did you tra-
0: did you go full time in two thousand eighteen? Is that when you left the classroom?
1: Yes, in May of two thousand eighteen, I walked away, gave all my materials away, kept certain things, and as we that's say, such chuck a that's such a
0: teacher to like, hold on to happier materials. My mom was a teacher for 34 years. And so I like grew up, I literally grew up in a school. And, um, when she left the classrooms, she would keep, I mean, she had this bookcase in the house and boxes full of stuff. That was full like from the seventies. The I'm like, you're never going to use it. It's like obsolete.
1: I still have like two bookshelves full of books that I had. And I'm like, I can use these some way somehow in my business. Th- those are my thoughts. I oh, haven't yeah. cracked them open since, but I'm going to find a, <laughs> find some use for them. <laughs> if,
0: a, if anybody can, a teacher can for sure. So <laughs> when you were, okay, so you left in 2018, you started your business. Were you running your business while you were teaching or did you quit teaching and
1: like cold turkey and then start your business? I was running my business while I was teaching. So I the way that I started off, I started off with my book. Like I wasn't, I didn't even think that it would grow into what it has now. I had the dream of it, but you know, like the dream and actually doing it is are <laughs> two different things. But I, I started off by writing a book. It was um, a book called 20 Pearls of Wisdom. A Woman's Guide to Self-Preservation. It was largely based on some of my experiences during and after college in my early to mid 20s. And so I wrote the book for, for college-aged women to as an inspiration to help them make good life decisions because I think that a lot of things that a lot of young women go through can be largely avoided by making by choosing differently. And so I talked in the book about four core areas of faith, um, relationships, um, building um, networking skills, and and, um, self-preservation, like taking care of yourself. And so um, I wrote that book. It had been a work in progress for quite some time, but I actually wrote it while I was on maternity leave with my son. And when I wrote it, Things took off. Like I started getting, I started speaking at different places. And then people started asking me to help them with their books. And I'm like, why are y'all asking me to help you? <laughs> like, I'm not, I just want to sell, I just want to make my book. But people, Kept coming to me on Facebook. It was mainly on Facebook. And so it was crazy because the whole entire time I had been praying, like, God, I'm trying to start this business. You got to show me what to do. I was trying to talk about relationships and be a relationship coach. Meanwhile, all these random people kept asking me to help them write their books or help them publish their books, so on and so forth. And I actually um fasted. I stopped creating content on social media and I've fasted for like two weeks. Mm. And, um, I was outside running and then I call it a divine download. I just felt the spiritual impression. You need to teach people how to write their books and build their businesses. (laughs) And I was like, what? And then it was impressed on my spirit again. And I'm like, well, nobody's going to pay me for that. And then I had a second thought, well, nobody's paying me now for this relationship stuff I'm trying to teach. So, you know, I was doing helping, I was editing You know, in the background anyway, I just wasn't promoting it. So I said, you know what? Well, let me start promoting the things that I'm doing behind the scenes and see what happens. And when I started promoting it, that was like the beginning of a new life. Like things shifted very, very quickly. Yeah. What was that timeline like? Was that in 2018 or 2017? I wrote my book and I published my book and launched it in 2016. And in 2017, I pretty much was building a brand. So about for half of the year, I was going through that. Let me try to figure this thing out. (laughs) Like, I know I'm supposed to be doing something. I'm trying to figure out what that looks like. So I was creating different challenges, different workshops. I created a whole entire workbook to go with my book. And I was just trying to figure things out. And then I did like a 21-day challenge and ended up, Launching a, a monthly personal growth and development membership from that and was still fighting. All of this was based off of my book, but I was still like trying to talk about relationships. But it was the summer of 2017. I actually had a coach um, at the time. And he was the one that kept saying to me, You, this is something that you need to do. You, you should, you know, you may want to consider, you know, helping people with their books. And I was like, I don't want to do that. But the whole time I was praying. <laughs> and so um, it was actually, I went on like a two week fast and um my inbox blew up. And around that same time, my coach at that time, after I kind of just gave God the okay, <laughs> my coach at that time sent one of his clients to me And she was like, well, coach such and such sent me to you and said, you can help me with my book. I was like, what? I told him no. (laughs) (laughs) And so she was in Ireland and I'm like, you know what? I helped her um, write her book. I edited her book and helped her put it on Amazon. And I was, and that boosted my confidence because I was like, if I can help somebody that's all the way in Ireland do this, then surely I can help somebody that's in the United States. And so my second client, ended up coming from a membership community that I was a part of after they saw the work that I had did on um, the young ladies book. Um, and this person was in Canada. I published their book for them. And then after I just promoted it, <laughs> that I helped them with their books, the floodgates started rolling in. Like people started asking me to design their book covers, help them publish their books, um, and um, that's how things got rolling. And so that was in 2017 around, I want to say the top of 2018, the same coach asked me if I would do a four week series in his coaching program about how to write a book. Cause he had a community full of speakers. And so he was like, I'll pay you X, Y, and Z. He wanted me to come up with the program and it was whatever I wanted to do. And so that's actually how my signature program was. Now my signature program started. Wow. And so I came up with um like just a four week <laughs> program for this coaching community. And um people paid, they didn't pay a lot. They maybe pay like maybe $25 or something like that. $50, $100, something like that. So it wasn't a lot. to to come in, but I probably had about 25 or 30 people in the class who showed up week after week and I took them through the steps of how to write a book. Wow. (laughs) And it was literally everything that I used to teach my eighth grade students. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, And so the thing about it was that they would not let me have the recordings. And I was like, well, this is my content. And so I was like cuz I wanted I was like okay well I got something here like maybe I can repurpose this. And so they were like no you can't have the recordings you can't do this you can't do that. And I just thought it was just very wonky. So anyway, I I um I still have love for that coach because they helped me to get started, but I ended up leaving the community because um I wanted to go in a different direction and um I ended up revamping I had my slides from that course and I revamped it and it extended it to an eight week course and, um, launched it, um, and ended up doing like, I think my first 8,500 10 K in course sales or something like that. Like right around the time I left my job. And so it was, it was very interesting. So all in all, it was like an 18 month window because Mm -hmm. there was a lot of learning. There was a lot of figuring out You know, there was a lot of trying to piece things together to make it work for me. Um, But by the time I left my job, though, I was making six figures in my business because I had been publishing people's books for them. And So so you were working
0: with some people one on
1: one. I was doing agency work one on one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I and I still had my membership community and I was speaking and selling my books.
0: Okay. Very cool. I'd love to hear you talk more about this idea around fasting. Oh, (laughs) do you, do you still have periods of fasting? Like, do you still fast? I'm fasting now actually. Yes. Okay. I think a lot of people, I mean, mean, I'm imagining that you fast from like a spiritual faith-based perspective. Yes. Right. Yes. Some people listening may, may have never heard of fasting for that reason. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear like, when do you decide you're gonna fast? Why do you decide you're gonna fast? What comes from those seasons of fasting
1: in your life? Awesome. That's a great question. Nobody's ever asked me that before. So I there are different types of fast, you know, especially like if you're trying to fast or lose weight, like there's intermittent fasting and things of that nature. But from a spiritual perspective, um, Spirit, like biblically, it's, it's the removal of food, you know, or removal of beverages, you know, to bring your physical body under subjection so that you can actually maintain um, or create and maintain discipline. Self-control and it also helps to build that that spiritual muscle because you are um you're negating the flesh, so to speak. You're not giving into what your flesh wants. But there's a fast that I have done over a period of years, and actually, um, yeah, there's a fast that I've done over a period of years, and I actually started it with the church that I used to be a part of, but I found it to be extremely transformational. And it was called the 40-day fast. (laughs) And so in the 40-day fast, you don't so much as, um, even though I am, I do have some dietary restrictions that I'm doing right now, as I'm only eating vegetables and steamed foods. Mm -hmm. But um, the 40-day fast focuses on the spiritual aspects. And so for 40 days, you fast from the seven deadly sins. And so I find it, I have my notebook here. Oh no, that's not the notebook, but no, that's not the notebook. But you fast from the seven deadly sins and every single day that there's something that there are a series of things that you have to do in order to counter it, right? So whether that's uh, envy, greed, sloth, um, anger, lust, um, I forgot the other two, but (laughs) off the top of my head, but every single day um you have to read for half read the bible for half your age in minutes daily pray for half your age in minutes daily um there's a an affirmation that you have to recite and you have to do certain things like in order to um combat envy you compliment someone each day right mm-hmm. in order to um combat anger, you can't complain about anything, no matter how big or small it is. Right. And if you do complain, you have to immediately counter that complaint with a verbal statement of gratitude, um, in order to counter greed. Did I say greed already?
0: I I don't think think I have.
1: Yeah. You got to give someone something each day. You can't complain, um, in order to combat lust, you cannot, um, Watch anything you know of a sexual nature, or communicate with someone that is not your spouse, or communicate with somebody who's an ex. You know, there there are just different things that you do that you are supposed to do every single day that really makes you more conscious of how you're living, how you're thinking, and how you're being. And I find that, especially with that, no complaining. <laughs> That's a big one. I find. Yes, I find that it it helps me to refine my character, you know, and to be very conscientious of how I'm living and how I'm showing up every single day. And it's just overall helped me become a better person. Mm-hmm. And so we typically would do that particular fast the um, first 40, 40 days of the year in jan- in January and again in July. Now there's a dietary component that goes along with it as well. If you want to add it in there um, and that's where you eat this, the raw and steamed food. So I, so I think it's like for the first two weeks you eat steamed vegetables, then you do two weeks of raw, one week of water followed by a final week of raw. And so, so you have I, one week where all you do is drink water. Yeah. I've never done that part. Oh, are you going I've done to raw? I've done, I, I would do like steam for two weeks, raw for three weeks and steam for another, for the final week. How tough is that to do? You know what? Most of it's mental mm. to be honest with you. Most of it's mental. Um, and I find that after the first three or four days, once your body and your palate adjusts, you don't even want the other stuff anyway, and then when you try to go taste it, it's extremely sweet or extremely salty. Salty, and you realize like you don't even need it. Yeah, and so um, it's 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 been a game changer for me. I would say that that's the fast that I have done consistently, probably for like the last ten years. Wow. Um, you know, and and it's really helped me.
0: Yeah, I imagine that it helps you realign to what your true values Mm -hmm. actually are. Yeah. Yeah. So my husband and I, um, we are doing this new thing. We've not done this before where we're doing intermittent fasting. So we're Mm -hmm. eating from 1130 to seven Mm -hmm. each day. And we've already over the last two years, we've completely eliminated all dairy, all gluten, all wheat. We don't even eat grains. So, I mean, it's actually really, really simple. You eat fruit, you eat vegetables and you eat lean meat mm-hmm. and you're basically just not eating anything processed. Right. And then we take a whole bunch of supplements and vitamins and stuff. Um, and then I think what Sean said we were going to do is a 36 hour fast mm-hmm. water only once a week. I think it goes over like when Wednesday and Thursday of every week, mm-hmm. I've never done that before, but I'm going to add some of those things you're talking about to what I'm doing too.
1: Yeah, I can. And everything is spelled out on a website too. So if you want to check oh, it out, yeah, 40day.com for the spiritual components. And it has a calculator on there. Like if you start this day, you'll end on this day. And for the dietary one is do42.com. All right. I'm doing a detox program with
0: one of my clients too. She runs a detox program. It's like a hormone reset program. I start mm-hmm. that on January the 8th.
1: That sounds good. Mm-hmm. I, I I might need to go get a hormone panel done. <laughs> Like <laughs> seriously?
0: Yeah, I actually just started taking testosterone because I found out last year I had hormone issues,
1: thyroid issues, and adrenal fatigue. Oh wow! All three. How? Where did you go? Did you go to your doctor and and get a test done?
0: No, all through a naturopath. Actually, oh, two wow, different naturopath- two different naturopaths. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh and yeah. I've just taken a lot of different supplements. So that's actually one of the reasons why I eliminated all those food groups. And then I take a lot of different supplements that are very specific to my, I mean, cause when you go to a naturopath, they're doing all muscle testing. So mm-hmm. it's not like, they're just like, here, go, everybody needs to go take this. It's based on whatever your body is, is telling them energetically that it needs. Um, it's pretty cool, but that's how I found out. I mean, I had I had every single symptom, every single symptom of um, adrenal fatigue for probably like two or three years, actually. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing about the fast. I can literally do a whole session with you on fasting, but I'll just ask one more question. (laughs) What like when you do the fast, because I'm just thinking like, what are people's questions who are listening to you talk about that? Obviously, when you go through like 40 days of that, you can come out a very changed person. Mm-hmm. Is the 40 days, like, do you create, like, do you notice in yourself, you're almost like a renewed version of yourself? Like, absolutely. Because, do you, or, like, do you ever like fall back into old habits? Cause that's what I'm thinking. Like people are probably thinking like, okay, great. You did it for four days, 40 days, but are like, how are you maintaining or growing
1: from that experience. That's a great bringing question. It into your life. Yeah, that's a great question. I know like one of the components of the fast is like you can't gossip. You can't say anything negative about anybody. <laughs> and so that gossiping and complaining it takes out a lot of conversation. If if you if you you know like really pay attention to the things that you're saying. And so I don't think, I think that of course you do it once or twice. It's definitely an eye opener and you begin, you see a shift in yourself, but the true change comes with just making that a part of your everyday life, you know? And of course, yeah, you slip back into it. Like I fall into gossiping at times and things of that, but it's always this voice in the back of my head. Because I'm saying this affirmation for 40 days, I will not say anything negative about anybody. You know, mm-hmm. I, and that also means that you can't, if somebody says something about somebody that has nothing to do with you, you can't even respond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And So once you, I find that when you do it and you establish that pattern, the thought is always in the back of your mind, because you've learned a new way of being. And so it's kind of like this silent conviction (laughs) and either you listen to the voice and move towards, you know, the more enlightened uh, version of you, or you ignore it and then go back into your regular stuff.
0: Yeah. Wow. I think that I, okay. I'm totally going to do the 40 day.com. I'm going to go check out 40 day.com. We're going to put it in the show notes too. So people can go do it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's definitely changed my life.
0: Yeah. I
1: mean obviously we talk about
0: business here too. How has the fasting impacted your business in a positive way because you your business does seven figures a year so you went from what like six figure business working full time as a teacher. You're a mom of two. We're going to talk about all this. You're a wife, you run this business. You've got family members, you have other things that you're a part of. Yeah. And you've grown this seven figure business literally in like 4 years. Mm. How has the the <laughs> fasting and I mean, fasting really is changing your heart, it's changing your soul and it's changing your mind. And that is impacting your ability to lead your business and run your company and lead Absolutely. your clients. Can you talk a little bit about how you, have I mean, just from like an observer's perspective, if you were taking yourself outside of yourself and just observing what Jasmine has created and what your life and your business has become over the last four years, like how would you reflect on that?
1: I think the first thing that it's helped me to do is to have to having to maintain integrity, you know, and I think that integrity is widely missing in the coaching industry. But that's like probably another a totally different conversation. Um, But integrity in terms of prioritizing my family you know integrity you know in terms of how i deal with clients even clients that are may, may not be the funnest to work with and definitely integrity in how i lead and communicate with my team because i know at least for myself i feel like i have a higher power to answer to mm-hmm. and i also know that if i continue to do things in integrity and in wisdom then i will reap the rewards of that you know um and so I think that those are the ways in which fasting has helped me definitely the self-control. And I think overall, when you are, when you become a better you for you as a person, it had, there's, it's only going to flow into other areas of your life, your Mm -hmm. marriage, your family, and your business.
0: Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. So you have a lot going on. Like I said, you are a wife. Um, You were even sharing with me, like your husband is kind of chasing his dreams and figuring out some things he's doing new and different with his career. He's doing additional schooling to what he already has. You've got two young kids. How old are your kids? Um, Actually, I'm a bonus
1: mom too. So my children, yeah, my children are six and 10 at the time of this recording. My son will be seven at the end of this month. My daughter will be 11 in March. And then I'm a bonus mom of two adult babies. (laughs) They're figuring out life right now. You got four kids. They're figuring out life. So um, my bonus children are 20 and 23. Oh, wow. That's a special time of life. Yeah. Special time. Yep. Special time.
0: (laughs) And you have your business. Yes. And you have a team. And you have like hundreds of clients. You run live events. Your kids, I mean, you and I were talking before we press record about, I only have one child and I'm like, (laughs) I think that's a lot. And they're very involved. Like one of the things that I think is so cool about you just from a mothering perspective is your kids are in academically gifted programs. They're in extracurriculars. um, They're in enrichment programs. And I think that's just so important. And you're also managing all of that. Mm -hmm. So it's a... (laughs) You know, for somebody listening, it's like somebody may look at your life and think, wow, she's so perfect. She has it all together. She's just made this way. She's just wired this way. This is just her natural personality. This is just her tendency. It's just how she is. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I've also been that person that has looked at others, you Mm -hmm. know, throughout the years of my life. I'm 40 now and just thought, okay, maybe God did not. Like maybe my destiny is not to be wealthy or to have X, Y, Z, or to be this version of whatever I think I'm supposed to be. And maybe God just didn't, maybe that's just not my calling. Maybe they were just born that way. They were born to be that way, almost mm. as if we're born fixed. And you know, the difference between yeah. like having a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And I imagine you have not always just been this way. Like it's been oh, no. a process of you <laughs> evolving into it. Can you, I mean, I want to ask a question, like a specific question. How do you decide? I mean, we talked about the fasting thing and I think that plays a really big role in your life, but how do you make decisions on where you are channeling and driving your focus and your energy? Because you have a lot of things going on and you're that's, you're successful at all of them.
1: That's, that's absolutely, that, that's a good question. Faith, family, my health, <laughs> and business in that order. And and I have not always um, been where I am now. Like there was a point in time, especially when I was growing the business, like my first year after leaving my job, when I was really trying to grow everything. And I was working around the clock. And my family took a back seat to the things that I was trying to do. And my daughter, we were driving one day and my daughter asked me and she said, "Uh, mommy, if God told you today to shut down your business and be with your family, would you? And that was like a dagger in my heart because what I, and, and I realized like I I realized that I was building a business, but number one, I didn't want to build a business. And then my children end up resenting entrepreneurship because they felt like their mommy was always working and never with them. And my ambitious endeavors also just very transparently early on, you know, impacted my marriage as well. And so At one point, you know, my husband and I had separated. (laughs) And during that time of separation, I left. But during that time of separation, I had to really sit down and get really clear. And I went into a period of fasting then because I'm like, I'm not hearing clearly. Mm. And I'm like, if it's worth, if it costs me my family, I don't want it. That's how I felt. If it costs me my family, I don't want it. And so I'm like, God, you got to show me how to build this in a way that honors my family and allows me to put them first. And so maybe a month or two later, my husband, and I moved back in. <laughs> Short separation. I went, <laughs> I went back and I began to make adjustments. And this is where the scary part of business building was like, I shut down aspects of my business that I had that helped me get to where I was, but they were no longer beneficial for where I wanted to go. You know, it took up too much time. It was too expensive. I was always stressed out, always working. And that's when I actually began to transition from the agency done for you model into the into coaching, which is what I love to do. I love to teach. But here I was doing these things for people. And I just, I kept going back to, I was like, God, you taught me to teach people how to write their books and build their businesses, not do it for them. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. let me go back to that and let me take everything that I have learned in my agency and help people fish for themselves, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but that transition was extremely difficult. It was extremely difficult because I'm like, people know me for being able to do it for them. People don't know me for, coaching and this and that. So that meant that I had to change my messaging. I had to change all my sites. I had to change everything. I had to have conversations with clients, you know, and let them know these things. And then there was the potential loss of income, that period from when you're transitioning in which there's the gray area, because it's like, I'm going from this, I'm shutting down my membership community. I'm shutting down my agency. I'm shutting all this down to build this other thing up. And we've had some success with it, but now it's time to like really grow it because doing this is going to allow me to be with my kids. You know, Mm -hmm. doing this is going to allow me to really, you know, put more time into my marriage and into myself. And so that's what that process looked like. (laughs) Yeah. So it wasn't like Jasmine went to sleep and woke up and had it all together. No, Jasmine almost lost everything. And and everything that mattered, which was my family. And I was like, I have to make a change. And if I don't make a change, it's going to cost me my family. And is having a business worth my family? It's not. So I want my business, but I want my family. So let me change this thing around.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I hear what you're saying too about pivoting your business. That's a tough decision to make. I did that last year. Kind of yeah. like part of the way through 2021, I actually started shutting down all my programs and then pivoted my model in 2022. And to your point, like I think I did like 30% less in Mm -hmm. revenue because there was a season of shutting things down. And I never used the word fasting. I was using the word pausing, but I paused on selling all the time. I paused on like launching all the time. I paused on like this rapid growth of just growing this thing that I thought I was supposed to be growing because I had started it and what you start, you finish. But then mm-hmm. it just wasn't the right fit for me any longer at that time. And, mm-hmm. you know, whether you want to use the word sacrifice or not, when you go through a season like that, though, with your family, It really does. It really did help me focus on what is most important. Mm -hmm. It really did because, you know, financially, we were fine. I I had reserves. I've managed my money really well. We live on a budget no matter how much we're making, which is really helpful. By the way, entrepreneurs listening to this. Yes. (laughs) Have a budget. Have a budget. Pay yourself a salary. And, you know, just because we make more money doesn't mean you all of a sudden pay yourself more money either. So I had been really smart about that, which afforded me that opportunity. But when I pivoted, I wanted to also, you know, similar to you, I didn't feel like I was being the wife that Sean deserved. I didn't feel like I was playing the role in our relationship that I deserved to be playing. Mm -hmm. And Brighton is now 12. She turned 12 in September of 2022. And she's in sixth grade. So that means we've got four or five, six and a half years left with her, basically, like it, living with us, being in our house. And I just was observing myself, and I had been like this for years, where you just kind of stay hunkered in your office and the door is shut. And it doesn't mean like she can't walk in whenever she wants, she can. And then you like emerge at six o'clock from your office. And then you have like this short little span of time to be a joyful, playful, loving, nurturing mom. And I was like, what on earth am I doing? Like Mm -hmm. my life does not exist for me to only like reach these business goals. And I think part of what I was doing, Jasmine, was probably assigning too much of my self-worth to how quote unquote successful I thought my business needed to be And so that season of pausing or, or, you know, maybe that was a version of fasting and I didn't even know what I was doing, but that season of pausing really helps me identify where my self-worth actually comes from, which Hmm. has nothing to do with my business. And I just enjoyed like becoming the mom and the wife that I knew I could be and wanted to be and was being called to be. And Hmm. that, that in and of itself has made such a big impact on how I do business and how I function inside of my business. Cause I was making business first and like family and my relationship and motherhood second. And even friendships, like even friendships with other women was like on a, not even the back burner, like behind the back burner. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. I I can totally relate. And I'm coming out of that season, to be honest with you. And I think a lot of it too, sometimes just these going at going just nonstop after these goals, it can be ego. It can be competitiveness, you know, especially in our industry, you know, certain people know other people, or they did this amount. I need to do X, you know, it's all ego driven. And I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't let me, let me remove myself from that rat race. Yeah, And so one of the things that I did this year, um, as I began to like map out my calendar, the first thing that I did was put on there. I put down my family events, family vacations and rest days. And then I built and scheduled different launches and client intake around that. But even in that, it's going to travel over to, um, things that I'm the way that I manage my team and even who I have on my team, you know, mm. like. If everybody, everything has to go towards this goal <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and if your presence isn't helping that, then there's no room, then that's to be, and, 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 and the goal is not for me to work all the time. It's for me to be a more active, as as active of a wife and mother as I can, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I even put in friend time on my calendar to your point, mm-hmm. you know, because especially when you're in a building mode and you start attaining success, it's very easy to make your business an idol. But when Mm -hmm. you make your business an idol and you sacrifice yourself and you sacrifice everything that comes along with it, then there's only going to be a matter of time before something crumbles. Mm -hmm. And I believe that there is a way to do business holistically, to still build wealth and have fulfillment and and keep the main thing, the main thing.
0: Yeah. Well, I know, I mean, I follow, we follow each other on, Social media, and I know something else that has been really important to you. I don't know for how long. I mean, I think a while, but I like started paying attention to you like heavily when you started posting about working out more and getting healthy. Yeah, I had thyroid
1: issues pop up uh, over the past. Yeah, yeah, I had thyroid issues pop up like over the past eighteen months. I was like looking in the mirror and I saw a bulge in my neck, and then I look and went on videos and I saw. I was just like how long has it been here? You know? And so I, my, my hormone levels are fine, but I developed a goiter Mm -hmm. and it's, I found out it's hereditary, but I was speaking to this holistic doctor and she was like, it's not even that it's hereditary. She said, it's that it's just that you began the same patterns that other women in your family had that manifested this in your body. And so I had, and and that's another reason why I'm going back to the basics and like really making my health a priority, like working out 5 (laughs) a.m. every single morning, um, cutting out all the junk food, cutting out all of the sodas and the pop and cutting out the sweets, leaning into um, stress reducing activities, like stretching and meditation and all of the things, like you can have it, but at what, what is it going to cost you? You understand? It's Mm -hmm. not, it's not worth my family. It's not worth my health. And so where I am is restructuring something so that we can still do millions of dollars without, without sacrificing myself. And so when you are, what I've learned is that building a business, especially when you're building one from the ground up, somebody didn't hand one to you and you're stepping into it. You're going to go through seasons of iteration. You're going to go through these moments when you realize things when you assess things. And I think that it just helps you to become a better leader. Yeah. You know, to be at yeah. the, at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. The bigger your business has grown with clients, offers, team, financially, all the things, what has been the most challenging part of that process for you?
1: in terms of the growth or in terms of me? The growth and the growth.
0: And let me be even more specific. Uh, let me give a little bit of context around what I'm thinking. Um, because I'd love for you to, I'd love for you to talk about this a little bit. You know, I think you and I see the coaching industry in a really similar way where so much of what's being taught out there and it needs to be taught is all about marketing, selling, making money, repeat, 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 and To build something substantial, to build something that's going to last for a long time, especially as society changes, buyer psychology changes, technology changes, like the industry changes, all things are changing so fast. You have to equip yourself with the ability to actually run the business. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that is not being taught a whole lot out there marketing and selling and making money is one slice of it there's an also running the business and it seems like the running the business part is the part that people don't want to do they in fact they want to like run away from it i hear a lot of people who say you know i just want to do my coaching all i want to do is show up every day and coach and like that's awesome if that's what you want to do like go market yourself you know choose one platform go write posts you'll have all the clients that you want go serve them, go deliver the package. And you could probably do that as a one-woman show and maybe have a little bit of VA support. And you don't have to worry about like building this big mammoth thing and running a team and hiring people and firing people and all the stuff that comes along with running a business. But you're doing that. You're doing that. While all the other things that we've talked about as well, what has been the most challenging part? Because there really is this point in your business where you transition from just selling your stuff and making money. And then you got to transition into running the actual business. And for for most of us, or I mean, really all of us, we've never done it before. So you're doing all these new things all the time that you've never done. What's been the most challenging part to you about learning how to effectively, efficiently, sustainably, and profitably run an actual business? And I'm going to ask a two-part question. What's been the most challenging part? But also, I'd love to hear you express how fruitful it's been for you and how yeah. joyful it's been for you, because it is going to be both. It's going to be challenging, but it's also going to
1: bear fruit for you. Absolutely. Um, I realized that I needed to make this shift when I didn't want to be the one doing all the things all the time, you know. And that meant that if if my children have you know, Thanksgiving dinner or Thanksgiving event at their school, my coaching call doesn't need to cancel because I'm going to my kids, you know. So I knew that we needed to expand when I still want to provide my clients with a certain level of support, but keep my family first. And so one of the most difficult parts of that expansion has been with the team building. And with my development as a leader and in giving my me giving myself the grace to grow, giving myself the grace to learn, giving myself the grace to make mistakes because they're going to happen. But also being honest enough with my team and saying, hey, this was my mistake. This is what we're doing right now. Things are not going to be perfect this is what happened. This is what I decided. This is what happened. This is what we're going to do moving forward. And so just being very, very honest and transparent with everyone on my team so that they don't feel like they're in the dark about it. That has. um, And, and, and again, just the whole learning, the hiring process, but that, that's not anything I, I enjoy doing. I yeah. don't, like. I don't enjoy that, but I know that at least before I bring someone else in, it's, it it to do it it was critical for me to learn how to do it you know and then i realized oh well i just have to do the same things that all the jobs that i worked at that that they did the same hiring processes they took me through that's what i have to do with my clients oh got it okay yeah Not my clients but 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 with my team so it's like i make the shift from understanding like I don't have a job. I don't have a course. I am the job. Like I've created a business. I am the company. You know, like well I, not not me personally, but I've created a company and it has to run effectively and efficiently like a company. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and so making that transition def- and giving myself the grace to learn and make mistakes was definitely, you know, a, it was a growing moment. Um but it's been extremely fruitful. I think one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is that hiring others gives me the opportunity to help other people accomplish their goals whether it's giving them the opportunity to work for a company that they really enjoy and that they don't cringe going to on a monday you know yeah. that they feel like they're fulfilling their highest calling and that they're they feel like they're contributing and making a difference and being able to do things for for their families Um, and, and of course, being able to serve our clients on a higher level, because it's not all on me, it's not all depending on me to show up. Um, and so it's definitely been beneficial in those ways. You know, we have a lot of other endeavors. We adopt schools. I don't promote a lot of this on, on social because I don't believe in doing that, you know, but we adopt schools, we give to schools, you know, and things of that nature. And so, you know, it's just, it's been fruitful in a lot of ways. And and now my kids, they come in and help me. So like my daughter is going to be helping me with social media reels. And she was helping me film some value videos the other day I had to show her how to operate the camera. So, Aww. you know, it's an opportunity for them to get in. And of course my son's like, Zion's helping. How come I can't help? So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a way to show them a different way of entrepreneurship as well Mm -hmm. and introduce it to them Mm -hmm. um, in a way that's that, 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 that may generate their interest. Yeah. I
0: love that. I love that. So in closing here, we're at the beginning of 2023. I cannot believe it. Um, This episode is actually coming out in January. What is in store for your company in 2023? What's what is new and exciting and also tell us how people can find you, um, on social media, your website. I'd love to hear you share that too.
1: Awesome. So, um, I think one of the biggest things that we're doing is rebranding this year. Oh. So yeah. So over the years we've had different programs, different live events, all titled different names. And so we're bringing everything we're streamlining everything under one name and just having different levels and different events. If that. You know, that makes sense. Different offers. So like we've had author made easy. We've had six figure storyteller live. We've had the business, all these things. And actually we're transitioning everything over to published and paid. So it's going to be published and paid course, published and paid academy published and paid business accelerator and in 2024 I'm going to reopen my mastermind it's going to be published and paid mastermind and then we're also rebranding 6 figure storyteller live into published and paid live mm. so everything is going to be uh published and paid and so I'm really excited about that launch of my podcast this year to published and paid under the same name and so um I'm that's probably probably one of the biggest things that we're going to do just in terms of a front facing um in front front facing endeavors and of course we're going to continue to work with the best of the best. <laughs> yep. To help them write books and go and impact the world. But uh it's been a, it's been great. This has been a great interview. You ask great questions. Thank you. You know what I I'll tell you what I do.
0: I do this very intentionally. You know when I was telling you before you press record that like the first year of my show, I launched the show in October uh October of 2021. So it's been a a little over a year and I was being pitched by like podcast guesting agencies. And I had like, I've had amazing guests on the show and, you know, they all like send you a very formal, kind of the same pitch. They all have their one sheet and on their one sheet, everybody has like, these are the questions that you can ask me. And I was like, but they're probably on like four shows a week and they're being asked the exact same questions on every show and i imagine that there's so many like awesome cool fantastic interesting eclectic things about people that they're never getting to share and they're never getting to talk about because everybody's just asking these standard questions and i've just really enjoyed getting to know the person behind the business yeah. like i didn't know we were going to talk about fasting yeah I mean, I had a list of things that I thought I wanted to ask you and we like touched on some of that, but then I heard you talk about fasting and it's like, wow, I bet she doesn't get asked questions about fasting ever, but what I, what little I know about you, I know that fasting plays probably an insanely significant part of your life, even though you're only doing it two times a year, but it, it's driving so much of who Jasmine is. Yeah. Like it's driving so much of that. And that's just such a part of you. And I think that's so special. And so I'm always, I want to find like those things and I want people to tell me at the end of the interview, which I hear this almost every interview, Jasmine, I have never said what I said on your show publicly before. Really? Yeah. People tell me that almost every interview I do, you know what? I've never shared this publicly before. Oh. I'm like, good. Then I asked the right question because I want you to yeah. talk about things you're not talking about all the time because then it really gets to showcase the essence of you.
1: Yeah. I enjoyed the conversation. You asked some good questions. Thanks. Thank you. Well, I'm glad
0: you came to the show. <laughs> Likewise.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, where's the best place for people to find you? I follow you on social media. I watch like all of your Instagram stories. I always know what's going on. At least what you show
1: is going oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> Where yeah, can people Instagram, find you guys? I'm on Instagram at the T H E Jasmine J A S M I N E Womack W O M A C K. You can also find me on LinkedIn under the same name, and I'm on Facebook and YouTube.
0: All the social media spots.
1: Yep. I'm I'm there. And my website is uh uh jasminewomack.com. Awesome. When does your podcast launch? My birthday. My birthday is February 2nd. So oh, um, coming up. Yeah. So we we have been working on the logo for like the past month and finally nailed it today before <laughs> right before I came um on onto your show. Okay. So um we finally got it and so now I can kind of start promoting it and talking about it. My husband told me years ago to do a podcast and I was like, what am I gonna talk about? And now it's I have so, so fun.
0: It's like yeah. probably one of my top two most favorite things to do in my business is podcast.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
0: it. Yeah, you'll love it. It'll be amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing so openly about your journey.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me on.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last Show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.